I'm Trey Briggs, and this is Call Center Confidential. Hello, and welcome back to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. My name is Trey Briggs, president of BCI, found at bci-fit.com, and I hope you're doing well today. I'm reporting in from Boston, where the weather is amazing, so happy to be up here rather than down in Puerto Rico, where we're based, because from what I understand from my mother, it is very hot down there, unusually hot which is actually unusual because it really never gets extremely hot, but apparently it's been quite brutal these last couple weeks. So happy to be up here. I hope you're doing well. And today's episode, first of all, I'd like to apologize. I've been gone a while, but we've been very busy. So I'm taking the approach with this podcast that quality over quantity. (laughs) So when I have time to do an episode, I do my best to get that in. So that's what we're going to do today. And you know, I had a great meeting this week. It was with two executives. Actually, it was last week. And it was with uh, two executives who are part of a hospital network that BCI, we have served daily for over a decade. And we've been serving several of their call centers. And this was a new one who heard about us from one of the others. And this call center's executives were interested in what we could do for them. What I loved about it was how they began the meeting. One of the executives stated that she walks by her staff handling the phones and is regularly disappointed with what she hears. Now, that may seem unordinary, but admitting what she admitted, that her agents are often disappointing on the phone to her, is relatively rare. Not only that, but the scene that she described, which is a call center too much defined, by her liking, of agents who are underperforming regarding the way they interact with patients and their family members or customers, is the norm in the call center industry, not the exception, especially in healthcare. That scene that she painted, more than anything else, best defines the call center industry landscape. Everyone's up against it, just as these two executives are. That scene represents the biggest challenge facing the call center industry today. This is known to be true, for one, because it is a well-known fact that the call center industry suffers from low customer satisfaction levels industry-wide. It is constantly brought up in industry discourse, you know, in conferences, magazines, whatever. We at BCI know this to be true because we listen to agents perform every day, and we know that left to their own devices, without our supervision, this would be a significant problem in every call center we serve, these underperforming agents. And the most profound thing happening in the call center industry today, in my opinion, is that no one ever mentions the existence of this challenge of underperforming agents. You will never see, read, or hear any pundit, expert, or software salesperson in the call center industry today utter any words even slightly resembling (laughs) an admission of the fact that agents who are not good on the phone, that they even exist. And that is really, really messed up. It means by implication that the stance of these pundits, experts, and software salespersons that most create and perpetuate the narratives that drive our industry today is that the underperforming agent challenge does not exist. 
it must not exist because they never ever mention it. Otherwise, they would, because they talk about the subject of agent performance all the time. Never is it mentioned that there are agents who are underperforming, or dare I say bad, on the phone. And that's odd. As it is often said, the first step in solving a problem is admitting there is one. And the call center industry's main discourse created by these folks today is in a cult of denial regarding what is by far its biggest problem. So bravo to the executives I met with this week for acknowledging that they face this challenge as almost every call center does. And kudos to them for wanting to fix it. Okay, and the next subject I would like to address is what I call the client experience. We all hear talk of the patient or customer experience, and even the agent experience. But what about the client experience? Or, as it could be described, the call center management experience. Call center management being our clients. When a call center decides to tackle its patient or customer experience or customer service issue, What does that look like in today's call center industry? What is that experience like for management? And before I get too far into that, I would just like to take a moment to reiterate that this podcast is for those dissatisfied with how their agents handle the phones and who are looking for answers. Studies show that 75% of managers and directors, when asked, are disappointed with the results of their internal QA efforts. And those persons are whom this podcast is really meant for. So if you are satisfied with how your agents are performing, that's great, and please do continue listening. But keep in mind that I'm speaking to those who are dissatisfied and looking for a solution to a problem. If you happen to utilize QA approaches that I routinely criticize in this podcast and are satisfied with the outcomes, more power to you. I speculate, however, that your unique talents as a manager or director are causing the outcomes despite and not because of the traditional or conventional QA approaches that you use and that I criticize in this podcast often. But the reality is that most are not satisfied. And the purpose of this podcast is to discuss why I believe that is and why it is in the best interest of struggling call centers to reconsider how a subject is approached traditionally in the call center industry. Offering fresh perspectives regarding this subject is what this podcast is all about. So there's my big disclaimer. And one of the defining features of today's common QA approaches and the management experience is the use of regularly scheduled coaching and calibration sessions, which I will explore here. I will begin by stating that these are not part of the BCI program, these coaching and calibration sessions scheduled on a regular basis. Our client's experience does not include these. This is not to say that I do not conduct coaching sessions with our trainees, I do, but they are relatively rare because they are not much required because our trainees succeed without them. And to then conduct them on a regularly scheduled basis would be a huge waste of time. (laughs) Our client's experience only requires that their manager schedule one-hour sessions with us to onboard their agents, and then we do the rest. All the coaching the agents need is built into their BCI performance assessments that we do once we get them on board. And again, our trainees succeed. So for us, like a regularly scheduled coaching session (laughs) might go something like this. 
Okay, so let's look at your BCI scores since we last spoke. All right, looks like you've gotten five 100% and 198%. So that's looking great. How are your post-call patient survey scores going? Well, they've been perfect, 100% every time. Excellent. So those reflect your BCI scores. Yep, I follow everything you taught us, and it's obviously working as planned. So, okay, so do you have any questions about any of it? Nope, not really. Everything's going great. Okay, well, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Have you seen any good movies lately? <laughs> no, but I did get my dog on that farmer's dog thing, and she seems to like it a lot. Cool. What kind of recipes are they giving you? Well, her favorite is beef followed by pork, so <laughs> that's how it would go. Because our trainees succeed and require little or no coaching. They master our performance curriculum, go out and perform all of it as we hold them accountable for doing so, and the result is that they then perform pretty much perfectly with little variation. So anyway, another thing to consider is the cost of regularly scheduled coaching sessions. For every session, let's say one every two weeks, which would be roughly 26 sessions a year, you must pull the agent off the phone, which will negatively affect production and could increase hold times. And you have to pay that agent for the time they are in the coaching session. And you must pay the manager while they are in the coaching session. Also, inherent in the coaching and calibration approach is a QA team required to do it. Oftentimes, these are full-time employees wholly dedicated to nothing but QA, and for whom a big part of their job requirement is to do regularly scheduled coaching and calibration sessions. Again, these sessions, their QA teams, all of that are completely unnecessary with the BCI program, saving all of that unnecessary expense. Even so, with many internal call center QA programs, regularly scheduled coaching and calibration sessions are a centerpiece. Well, why is that? And I know this is true because I went on a, um, one of those online job sites and I saw lots of posting for QA specialists that companies, you know, call centers all over the country are looking for. And they all mention these coaching and calibration sessions, almost every one of them. They're regularly scheduled and they're going to be doing it. It's a centerpiece of what they do. And, you know, my staff and I discuss this all the time. And from our perspective, the need for these sessions indicates a major problem in the QA process. Follow me here. Approach with simple logic. If you look at it logically, the need for regularly scheduled coaching indicates that agents are failing. If they were not, which is to say they were succeeding, why would they need to be coached on a regular basis? To have coaching scheduled on a regular basis is to say, going in, that our agents are not going to succeed, or that they may sometimes succeed but they will fail often enough that we will still need to sit down with them on a regular basis to discuss why that is or what needs to be done better. What this indicates is that the internal QA program is failing to teach these agents how to do their job properly, or the QA program is failing to hold them accountable for doing their job properly. Something is wrong either way, because if the program could teach them how to do their job and then hold them accountable for doing their job, there would be no reason for regularly scheduled coaching sessions. This is simple logic. The counter-argument to that likely would be that things in agents' calls are always changing, and at any rate, there will always be a significant enough number of agents struggling to warrant the need for lots of coaching sessions. But my experience has been that the truth does not reflect that. 
things an agent's calls rarely change. And if there are a significant enough number of agents struggling to warrant the need for coaching sessions conducted on a regular basis, unfortunately, there is something wrong with the QA program. Okay, now let's talk about calibration sessions. Again, these are expensive. Managers must interrupt their regular managerial duties. And if an agent is involved, if they're involved, once again, there's yet another associated expense. And once again, from our perspective, the need for regularly scheduled calibration sessions points to a problem with the QA program. What exactly is there to calibrate? (laughs) Shouldn't the QA program be designed correctly going in so that it requires no calibration? Shouldn't the QA program know what is going to happen before it happens to be prepared rather than be caught off guard in such a way that requires reconsidering and perhaps calibrating the QA measurement process or calibrating what the agents must do in their calls? It makes no sense. At the very least, the need for regularly scheduled calibration sessions says that the QA team simply cannot get it right, no matter how many times they calibrate things. At which point, for goodness sake, is the team going to get it right? The counter-argument to that likely would be that things in agents' calls are always changing, and at any rate, there is no way to define when things are organized well enough so that there is no need for calibration. And once again, my experience has been that the truth is the opposite of that. Things in agents' calls rarely change, and the point at which things are organized well enough so that there will be no calibration required is before the agents start taking calls. And I will wrap up today with a couple of points. I had some fun earlier with the pretend coaching session with a successful agent earlier in the episode, but the fact is that some agents absolutely need coaching. It is something I enjoy doing, and I take it very seriously. Engaging with agents and addressing their challenges and concerns is obviously important. But my experience is that agents would rather be prepared and trained in such a way that they are winning and therefore need no coaching. Not having to be coached because they are exceptional on the phone makes for a much happier agent than having to be coached because they are not winning. And if a significant number of agents within a group are not winning enough to require the call center to have regularly scheduled coaching sessions as a centerpiece of their program, unfortunately, there is something wrong with the QA program. I started and will finish today with what I call the client experience, or what could be called the call center management experience. And knowing I was going to do this episode, I recently reached out to a couple managers that we work with daily. This call center's patient survey, or CSAT, scores are consistently at 99% regarding the courtesy and professionalism, aka customer service, of their agents. That means when they tally up all the scores, patient survey scores at the end of the month, the end result of all the scores together is 99%. And regarding their BCI scores, doing the same thing, at the end of the month, they come in as a group at 96 or 97% every single month. I asked them what they do in their day-to-day office duties to make that happen. What is required of them? What is their experience with that? And they said that they schedule one-hour sessions with me 
to onboard any new hires, and that's pretty much it. They let us handle the patient experience, and they handle other agent performance issues like talk time, handle time, attendance, and the rest. And in the process of getting their agents to be this highly successful regarding their customer service or patient experience levels, coaching sessions are rarely required and rarely is the calibration of anything needed. And this is how a properly functioning and successful QA program should be. And I would like to thank you for listening today to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. Call Center Confidential is interactive, so if you would like to leave a comment, ask a question, perhaps play Stump the Expert, I bet you can. (laughs) Just go to our website. It's at www.bci-fit.com. Look to the little blue icon at the bottom right. Click it. Enter your message or your question. You don't have to tell us who you are, and I might just address it in an upcoming episode. Thank you once again, and please do not tell anyone about this podcast. It's confidential. I'll see you next time. Call Center Confidential is a production of BCI that is produced by Daniel Tucci, music by Julian Bell, mixing Bright Future Studios.